that good with you, Mike? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi. My name's Jay. Uh, I'm really excited that you've decided to click on this link tonight. <laughs> my goodness, whether you are live or whether you are watching this some other time, I'm very happy you're here. Uh, the lady to my right over here is Nicole, and the guy up here in Canada is uh, uh, Mike. And uh, if you have never if you have never seen this before, we've been doing it for a couple of years. Still have no idea what we're doing. Still waiting for a producer. We've been begging one, begging for one, begging for one. Um, <clears throat> hopefully, all that will change very soon. <laughs> I really hope so because our studio has gotten even bigger and more professional in the meantime. Um, which means that at some point we are going to have to raise up to the bar. Uh, but in the meantime, in the meantime, this is the Cars and Comedy Show here in the Late Night Playset. My name is Jay Ryan. The pretty girl I mentioned is Nicole Ryan, celebrating Matt Farah's birthday with that shirt there. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I just saw them the other night, and we'll talk about that when we discuss the weekend. Uh, tonight, let's see, there'll be as much cars as you guys want to talk about. We have been driving the Aston Martin um, Vantage F1 edition. This monitor going over here. There we go. Facing the right direction now. And uh, we like it quite a bit, although we couldn't figure out how to work it for a good two hours. <laughs> so we didn't drive it nearly as long as we wanted to today. And um, the good news is uh, we decided to eventually just take a drive, sit, fuck it, and figure it out later. And then the bad news is we still have not yet figured it out. <laughs> we got all the way home. I think probably what needs to happen is it needs to go to sleep and then fire back on. Because it was, the, it's the infotainment. The car is amazing. The infotainment, uh, you know what? I'll tell you when we start the show. Because <laughs> here I am still standing here. <laughs> Mike's all dressed up like he knows what he's doing. And I'm over here just, this is it. This is what you got. This is what you got. Um, yeah, so it's exciting. That's what's happening. All right, we're back. We're happy to be back. Uh, if you were joined, uh, if you joined us last Thursday, uh, Pretend you didn't. Let's just let's just start here fresh. Because <laughs> it's Cars and Comedy, yet Thursday's show for some reason had a lot of tears uh, and a lot of heavy emotional content with our, our guest as well and her <laughs> late father, John DeLorean. Uh, but tonight, hopefully, Cars and Comedy and you and our friend Mike up in Canada and our friend Will on Instagram. Uh, you've got two minutes, folks, to go grab a drink and get comfortable. And uh, after that, we'll be back in here. Doing more of this, but sitting behind a desk.
are they? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd call that a big old fail. <laughs> call that a fail. Uh, well, I mean, it's time to clean the machine. I can, you see how, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm glad they can't see it at home. <laughs> All right. Well, here we are back in here doing the thing, and the lights are off, because why wouldn't they be? Oh, no, that one's on. Ah, whatever. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> it's been a heck of a long weekend for us, uh, even though it was the usual uh, amount. It wasn't an actual long weekend, but for me it was a long weekend. I don't know about you. Uh, what's happening on Instagram? Hello, hello. Uh, and uh, I'm assuming that our, yeah, our buddy Mike is on there dealing with all of that, which is great. And if you are a first-time viewer... The guy Mike, Shazam Mike, that you're uh, Shazam, Shazam, what is it? Shazam Mike. Shaz Shazam Mike. Shazam. Uh, is, um, Shazam also, Mike. There it is. Also is the host of the of the Letterman podcast, which I highly recommend you, uh, not right now, of course, not this particular second, but maybe when this one's over, uh, go check out because he uh, is really good. He's a good friend. And uh, we want to talk to him. So what's going on there, Mike? How is Canada? How are things? How was your weekend? You know, we're rocking and rolling, we're shucking and jiving, it feels good to be alivin'. <laughs> Do you I don't even know what that means. I just uh, I just said a bunch of things that sort of rhymed. I wanna know I wanna know if you write these ahead of time or <laughs> or if you like just come up with them and there's no wrong answer at all. I'm just kinda curious how your brain uh, you know works and stuff. They come randomly from uh, the depths of the gray matter, Jay. Well, yeah, but you're also a student like me of someone who was pretty good with the English language. So I'm assuming you kind of do you do that only when you're on the mic or do you do that in your own life, like in business and whatever else? Uh, well, when I'm on the mic, obviously, you know, it comes to the forefront a little bit more. But I uh, would be lying if I didn't say if I said that I uh, didn't annoy my wife with incessant uh, <laughs> verbal play playfulness. Why? Well, I, I, it doesn't annoy me. I wasn't trying to imply that I was annoyed by it. <laughs> oh no, my I wife is very annoyed though. <laughs> no, nobody can. She's a saint, that woman. She's a saint, I tell you. Oh man, uh, 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 I love you, pal. Uh, I know everyone else is probably too, sick man. of us gushing uh, over one another. Well, I know one person who is anyway. <laughs> I know one person. Who is <laughs> yes, sir. But, but in the meantime, uh, please feel free to have that, and I'll tell everybody what date it is. Uh, but I just love you. I love you, so we'll start there. And, um, right back at you, good both show. of you. Yes, sir. Uh, it's Tuesday, everybody. Tuesday, July 26th, 2022. We're a good eight minutes into this. I figured I'd tell you. It's also 5.10 in the p.m., so if you don't know by now what time it is, I don't think... I'm your biggest problem, I'm telling you late. <laughs> uh, it's been a great weekend. Tonight's James Bond Tuesday. That's nothing. It doesn't mean anything other than we were driving around in a James Bond car all day. Uh, and most importantly, something that we really, really wanted to do last week and didn't get to uh, on Thursday, which is what would you like to see? It's sort of suggestion box night. If there's a, well, if there's anything you'd like to see, now's the time to voice that opinion uh, because we will be receiving them perhaps better than usual. <laughs> Here's the nice thing I like about my buddy Mike up there in Canada. We balance each other out because like I find that uh, he's, break, he's bringing me out of my shell and I'm learning things. And I think, I think that might, I shouldn't speak for you actually. I don't know if that's true for you or not, but it's definitely true for me. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, you are stretching me in ways that I never imagined. And directions <laughs> I never imagined, for that matter. 
Well, that can't be good. I mean, <laughs> are you? Are you? <laughs> it's we're not going to pull anything, right? Class, I mean, we're we're in a comfortable no, no, zone no. of stretching. This is <laughs> absolutely the hamstrings are holding very well. There won't be any physical therapy involved after this. Well, let's hope not. I mean, I can't imagine there would be. <laughs> Nobody has any idea what we're talking about. We challenge each other, <laughs> and I'm grateful for it because I feel like it's really helping me. Um, <laughs> 43, 44 years old and totally learning new things. It's great. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> it's been a hell of a weekend, and um, because of what happened uh, last week on the show or didn't happen, we wanted to uh, sort of do it again. Uh, <laughs> or at least take another stab at it. <laughs> we'll see what the hell happens tonight. Maybe I won't shut up. Uh, if there's anything you want to see, oh, that's what I can't remember. I keep talking to these people like they're not answering, but they probably are. I just can't see them. If there's anything you'd like to see, I'd like to see your answers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, uh, you, uh, I hate to bring it back to you again, Mike, but um, in the meantime, you've got some great things going on with the Letterman podcast. Is We usually kind of <laughs> pitch who's on the show this Friday. Do you know who your guest already is? I know you've got a few in the bank. You know yeah, we've Friday got uh, part part one of Steve O'Donnell, and it is the uh, I, I love saying that uh, for the content. I also love saying it is also the most uh, out of the box episode that we've ever done. Partially because the universe blessed us with a power outage halfway through the episode, and uh, it happened to be a beautiful natural break. So uh, this will be a strange uh, Letterman podcast on purpose. So I'm very excited about it. And then I've got another post mortem uh, with uh, Irene Hoffman coming out this week as well uh that's going to be a bonus episode that drops uh within the next day or so wow very cool steve o'donnell is that's huge that's a huge get um i look forward to the day when he's here because i think he'll get a kick out of what i think he in particular will get a kick out of what we do i think kellison will get it from a production standpoint and he'll see it and he'll be like oh, I know how to turn this into something. Yeah. But, oh, sorry. Yeah. A little inside baseball. Again, we, we just always have our private conversations here in public, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> we do. O'Donnell can't wait to come on the episode, though. I showed you a little little clip, uh, and that was it was it was a, a, such a pleasure to talk about you and your affection for Kathleen Anchors and talk about the oh. late night playset a little bit um, with him. And I shared a little bit of that with you. Uh, and, and I'm very, very excited for that to drop for everyone else to see. And he can't wait to come on uh, the late night playset. So we're going to set uh, that up. So too. cool. It's going to be great. So cool. If anybody doesn't know, not only was this uh, person we're talking about, one of uh, the Letterman head writers, he's written on many, many shows for many, many people that you know, uh, Norm Macdonald comes to mind. Jimmy Kimmel comes to mm -hmm. mind. Um, he, he's have, had his involvement in anything funny over the last 30 years easily. Yeah. Um, Chris Rock Show used to write for the Chris Rock Show. That's why I know Back him. in the old days. Mm -hmm. and he, I, I think, couldn't figure out why I knew him, but I knew him over the years. He, and I must have started with Chris. He for sure did that show, the HBO show, mm -hmm. like the, the talk show. Right. Chris <laughs> Not the show I worked on. <laughs> right. But Chris keeps good people around him all the time. That's awesome. Yeah, a good talent. Yeah. Good smart people, yeah. Uh that's really, really great, man. Congratulations. That's 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 awesome. Uh super cool. Thank you. It was one of the best conversations I've ever had with another human being. Um the 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 genius that just kept spouting out of his mouth. His vocabulary is sublime, like just a phenomenal uh, uh, verbalizer of language. He's just, yeah, very, 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 um, he speaks very well, which I'm not doing right now. 
He's eloquent. He's eloquent. But he's very I eloquent. Think Thank you. He, he's. I th- did he tell you he's an Ivy League uh, college graduate? Because he he often works that into the the comedy. We, we because it's intellectual comedy. It. Yeah, we we poked a little fun at. Like I I I was wondering if is he the reason? Like you know, people pick on Harvard writers all the time, uh, oh. jokingly, and they poke at them all the time. Is Steve O'Donnell like one of the reasons for that? Like he's, I mean. Good Lord, talk about the comedy writers that have come out, but most of them came after him. I think he's one of the first Harvard guys that really. Um, I go to Saturday Saturday Night Live, is sort of what, in my mind, because of the lampoon and all of that, is what sort of started that whole Harvard y type of thing. Uh, And uh, and, and so I think of Jim Downey, maybe a little, maybe a few years. Which we talked about on the show, yeah. Yeah, so maybe only a couple years before, but I mean, those guys work together too. I mean, so it's all the same camp for Mm -hmm. sure. It's a different generation. They they write differently. Their voice is different, and I am missing it on television currently. Yes, you're preaching to the choir when it comes to that. Uh, they are extremely thought provoking. Uh, the joke the joke has many layers, many times, and I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cartoon effect I used to call that the Looney Tunes effect, where like you know we were laughing our asses off as a kid because the Roadrunner fell off the cliff, but then you watch that shit as an adult, and well, there's a lot of really inappropriate stuff now, <laughs> war propaganda and racist stuff, but but humor wise, humor wise, yeah. there was stuff equally stuff for the adults. Yeah, and all those layers, uh, uh, it's hard to do. It's good quality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Without a doubt, he he also it's wrote an to... episode of The Simpsons. Oh, go ahead. I have more to say. I'm just really slow talking, but like it's, I forget what I have to say. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Uh, now I don't remember what we were talking about, which is a great time to move on, except this guy probably does remember what we were talking about. He's so sharp. Hey, if you guys want to keep talking about intelligent comedy, go for it. Otherwise, we can move on. Well, we'll do the, yeah, we'll do the comedy before the cars tonight. Why not? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I guess I would ha- that's where I would go because that's probably where my knowledge stops. Like the beginning of Saturday Night Live is like two years before I was born. But I celebrate the whole thing because of working there in the building and all that. That bu- I mean, a lot of I history. Try to, I try to think what's going to happen when, you know, it's, a, it's, a, <laughs> it's business, right? So I think of the days when Dave was there and they sort of had free run of the building and we saw what the, uh, I'm talking about 30 Rock right now in the middle of Manhattan. And we saw what was going on when he sort of had free run of this executive building. And then when GE came in and took over and sort of did all the cost cutting and you can't waste all those pencils anymore (laughs) and all the other things. And then it became sort of a tighter ship, which I worked at, which was not as much fun as what appeared to be they were having a few years previously. Uh, and I can't imagine what it's like now other than the last time we were there, which was hmm, over five years ago, sterile environment, sterile. not fun at all, like yeah. really sterile business. And I know that they're, they're taking the money out of all the production. Every time I've been to the studio, there's whatever it is. Everything is cost cutting, cost cutting. All of that back to say, what the f- frig is going to happen when tv doesn't make enough money to support the real estate in that building and it just becomes i don't know what something yeah. offices a great question and that'd be like the saddest day in the history of me <laughs> maybe i'll be dead by then <laughs> maybe the world will be over by then who knows that's sad to think about it is for me because it's like my mecca i think about I so uh the streaming memories, 
Yeah. How many? No, you, I mean, how many times did you go there for both Saturday Night Live, talk shows, whatever, so Today Show? So many, but it was, I went to dinners and saw people, like, there's so much involved in all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So many. Dinners. Who knows? I don't mean to Did you guys ever go to the Rainbow Room? Yes, but I've never eaten there. I've been up there many times, but I've never eaten at the old Rainbow Room. I heard it with, you know, I went to the old one. The old, old, old one, like the one my dad talked about, and it was still there. And then it closed in maybe the 90s, I'm going to say. And then it reopened as something else. And then now I don't know if it's even a private club or a fancy dinner spot anymore. I think it might just be the observation deck. Do you know the answer, Mike? I don't. That's what I was wondering. Oh. I was curious if you two bigwigs ever, uh, ever uh, schlepped with anybody in the Rainbow Room. No, I've never slept with anybody <laughs> in the Rainbow Room. <laughs> Have you ever slept with anyone in the Rainbow Room? No. <laughs> Doesn't that mean carry some stuff? <laughs> Is that what that means? I thought that uh, you know it's like like hanging out, like uh, well, I could be, Schmooze? you know, schmooze. Schlepped all right. Can you hit like the X? Can you hit the game show I, X, please? Yeah, I think if we schlepped all our oh, gear up the yeah. hill, kind of thing. But I could be wrong about that. <laughs> well, I really hope you didn't do that then. <laughs> no. Can you imagine all seventy flights of stairs? Oh God! It's like the Ghostbusters. <laughs> Let me know when we get to twenty. I don't know if they're all up. <laughs> Speaking of the Ghostbusters, finally, finally, <laughs> here's what's finally supposed to be Sean Bishop. On the show Thursday this week, supposed to be, supposed to be, except he told me right before the show, he goes, yeah, so they just threw in a three-hour meeting that just popped up. I'm trying to move it. So we'll see. We'll see. Supposed to be Sean Bishop. And we're going to do the L.A. proper thing. And he wants to wear our Ghostbusters jumpsuits. Yes. Okay. That needs to happen. I, I thought to myself, oh, I'll just I'll, – I'll, um, I'll barter with the jumpsuit thing by saying, all right, well, if you bring the car we'll, we'll, you know, and park the car out front, then we'll, uh, then we'll wear the jumpsuits. And that was going to be my this for that. But I forgot that his car is in the Hollywood Museum right now. Inaccessible. Oh, Accessible right. to be seen by all, but inaccessible to be driven. Right. But go check it out at the Hollywood Museum. Pretty neat. You never got to go uh, when you were here in town, right? You did, there was there was like five things that were on your list, and I think most four of them didn't get done. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing when you're traveling with the family. Sometimes you got to compromise, and uh, big old Mike here compromised big time <laughs> in that trip. <laughs> All right. Hey, you're such a good guy. All right. Uh, <clears throat> Avance. Avance. I want to tell you about Avance. I had a great time the other night at the Peterson. By the way, the number two is because it's the second pass at this. What would you like to see thing? And I, think, I have a feeling we may not get to it tonight either. Has anyone said anything? <laughs> tell us what you want to see. All right. In the meantime, I had a great time at the Avance Lodge Pottery. The Lodge Pottery up at the Peterson. <laughs> and I think I told you guys about it on Friday, Thursday before we left. Uh, we got stuff from everybody. There's shirts here. They didn't have a small, so we're going to get a small scent uh, for, the, for the thing. It was very cool. This, of course, is the image from their, from their, um, I think it's from their first, whoopsie-daisy. <laughs> I'll, I'll just get that later <laughs> from their first image here. <laughs> anyway, the, the, uh, the, it's a membership program, and I didn't really understand exactly what it was. I kind of thought it was a magazine at first, and now I sort of understand. It's a membership program, and uh, the people who are doing it are very, very cool. They're in many, many cities. It's not just here. Um, 
and uh, check them out. Check them out online. See if you like what they're about. The people are really, really cool. If you like what they're doing, I would do it with them. <laughs> if I were you. <laughs> do it, too. Cool. Woo-hoo. Also, yeah, yeah. And then uh, <clears throat> there were some cool things that happened, too. These are available if anybody either wants them. Uh, you can just have them, or we'll figure out a way to give them away <laughs> and make you take them. <laughs> 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 and, then, and then this. Let me see what it was. <laughs> Here we go. Now, this was kind of cool for me. I got to meet... Uh, um, Boy, I'm going to screw up his last name. So I'm just going to say Dieter from Andile. And uh, uh, if anybody knows Andile, it's now Porsche Motorsports North America. Uh, but it used to be a, a, a premier Porsche tuner in town. And it's where Jeff Swart uh, got all his cars serviced cool. for years and years and years by Dieter, only by Dieter. And not only did I meet him and checked out the car, uh, this beautiful article in Avance. Uh, it's actually down at the Peterson as well. But uh, Dieter signed my copy right up here. Which was pretty darn cool. That's pretty cool. Pretty darn cool. So, uh, and he didn't sign it to Jay, so that's the same type of thing that will go into the uh, the pile of um, what do you call it? Uh, <laughs> not donations. What Give do you call voice. that? No, no, but it's not that either. It's uh, it'll be for the foundation for you oh. know, r- raffles and auction items and all right. that stuff. It'll go into that. Uh, you get a chance to get this back, folks. <laughs> That's right. And then the pin I chucked on the floor over there was from our friends at Auto Conduct. And I am much more appreciative of the pin than it seemed a moment ago. How far did it go? Do you see it? If you see it, I can go get it. Oh, there it is. All right. <laughs> Might cover for a minute. Well, yeah, I'm going to go get a pin off the floor. <laughs> the pin is from Auto Conduct. <laughs> How was that? Was that okay? You're so good. Thanks. Oh, it's really what? What don't is auto conduct? Don't mind me. I don't know what they are. Oh, you want me to tell you about auto conduct? <laughs> <laughs> I sure do, Jay. <laughs> I swear to God, this is a—it's uh, not just you know, Reggie Watts was white. Was Reggie Watts is not white. Reggie Watts <laughs> is right. Not Reggie Watts is white. <laughs> Reggie Watts was right that this is like a train set. But I am the kid who's playing with it on the first day every goddamn time. Every <laughs> At no day. point do I ever – it's never the same train set. I'm always building every single time. So I'm always like, oh, oh, oh. And I never quite have it. I noticed that. <laughs> well, hopefully a producer will change all that. Uh, in the meantime, thanks for the Avant stuff. That's the, fan, that's the, good, that's the good stuff. Uh, I've got an East Coast feed we've got to do that I think will be cars and comedy related. <laughs> And here's the pin from Auto Conduct. Get a close-up of this, Hal, would you? <laughs> oh, snot. There we go. Isn't that kind of cool? And it's from it's one of the lean custom uh, pins. Neat. Yeah. Some people like them. I'm one of them. I'm one of the people who like them. You even know what they are? No. Well, people get these little pins made of their cars. Like, this is not just no car. This is like somebody's car. There's one on the wall over there from uh, somebody gave us of their car. I can't remember. And uh, little by little, we're getting quite a collection. Auto Kennel, I think, has his car done, or he's going to. Cool. Yeah. It is cool. It's another th- It's another thing. It's another trinket. It's, it's a another... really neat adult version of, uh, what are those, baseball cards. Yeah, it's, it is kind of the same thing as that. It's a... Uh, what do we call it? Like girls had the the when I was really little those brink the trinket uh, charm bracelets. Charm bracelets. It's sort of the same thing. It's like a, like 
pins? Remember you used to give pins in maybe high school or middle school? In the school? 60s, that was how you did it. <laughs> no. Uh, what? Oh, that kind of... Oh, no, that was like a high school... Yeah, you're right, though. You're right. A varsity pin. You're right. It is it is like that. Mike would know about that. I don't know anything about sports. I forgot about the varsity pin. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. It goes on your letter, like a letter pin. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I'm sensing I should probably like this more than I used to because of our Letterman jackets and everything else. But anyway, but I was thinking of the Marty McFly. I was thinking of the 80s. Remember the pins, like round buttons, buttons. Buttons. See, I was saying the wrong thing. It's my my fault. Why don't you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, all this to say, I got this cute little pin, and I think it's cool. It's going to go on the wall in the studio over there. And the guy who gave it to me was very, very nice. He was a photographer who's been up to Breakfast Club, and I don't know his name. And if you're watching this, please send me a message because I want to make sure that I follow you and know your name next time. Uh, But he gave it to us. Very generous. (laughs) Actually, it was me and Reggie. He gave this one to Reggie, and he gave me a different one. And it was very cool, but it was clear that I wanted the other one. And Reggie was like, and he just kind of did the switcheroo. Oh, Reggie! Because I love Reggie. Oh yeah, so we went to the Amon's thing with Reggie. That was uh, that was that was fun. Uh, the missus didn't go. I went with Reggie, which was a nice plan B. Great. Not the, not the same thing, but a plan B. Topless Targa. I just sold mine. Sold out. Yes, fantastic. Uh, Topless Targa did the pins as well. Cool. Hank on camera four bought a badge. Thanks, Hank on camera four. Oh, he bought another badge. Thanks, Hank on Camera 4. I don't know how it all works. Oh, man. So the infotainment thing. (laughs) The Aston Martin. We'll go from Avance to Aston Martin. This car is amazing. They dropped it off today. Um, What a seamless process. Thanks to everybody involved. Uh, But the car, okay, we have it for a week. It's ferocious. It is fast. It is a race car. It's everything they say. <clears throat> but I was having a hard time enjoying it when I didn't feel comfortable with, when the computer wasn't fully up and running. And somehow when I tried to, I've never done CarPlay before, so that was new to me too. When I uh, paired my phone to do the CarPlay and Bluetooth and whatever, it somehow like f- maybe froze. Would you say, is froze a good word? That's a good word. The, the whole, you know, the whole, the whole deal, the screen and stopped. the stuff. Like you couldn't do anything. I'd follow. Couldn't do anything. Yeah. Frozen. And uh, we spent a couple hours on it. And it wasn't just frozen. It would work a little bit here and there, but I couldn't navigate and the things that would. Anyway, I couldn't get, I couldn't get anything to work. And then the CarPlay wouldn't work or the, it, it wouldn't work at all how it used to work either. <laughs> so I would, I would get frustrated and I'd be like, well, let's just put the windows down and drive for a little bit. We would do that. And I'd be like, I'll just get up here and I'll pull over and I'll do it again. And I'd do the same thing. And I'd get frustrated after about a half an hour. And <laughs> then we'd go drive some more. And we did that five or six times. Yeah. <laughs> Got a couple hours of driving in. That thing's fast and so nice and very comfortable. Uh, I don't, I, I mean, it's very early for a review. We'll talk about that later. But um, it's ferocious and it looks great in the British racing green satin finish. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the inside's crazy. It's all Alcantara and like racing stripe, <laughs> like <laughs> neon racing stripe. Did you yeah. notice that too? It's I, kind of oh, Batmobile in there. I did. I noticed the seats. It's a different fabric than I'm used to, so it's it kept cutting my hat. It's very Velcro-y. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. How they held you in the seat a little bit better. Yeah, they're uh, almost all Alcantara, um, which is uh, it's like a call it suede for another a lack yeah. of better term. I'm pretty sure it's a synthetic suede, but whatever, like a microfiber. It's pretty cool. 
I actually like it. I'm very fond of it. People uh, talk about how it wears in wearable places, and I agree, it does wear badly. But if if you don't take care of it, it wears badly. If you take care of it, it actually it's actually surprisingly good. Um, I think people just don't really know that you can totally soap and water wet rag it, and and then if it gets uh, if, depending on how you if you damage it, if you get it so it gets all those little knobbies on it, so that it's like a, sh- a sweater with b- balls all over it. <laughs> You just shave it. I know that sounds crazy, but I swear to God, you just shave it, and then yeah. it's fine. I had it on my BMW. Uh, one of my BMWs had a competition package or something, and it and it and it had it, and I loved it. And then it got gross, and somebody was like, "Just showed me what to do." Like I just told you, and then all of a sudden, it was great. Okay, everybody, tell us what you want to see. Go new car review with Hannah Elliott as a guest. Oh yeah, good call. Uh, in fact, I just reached out to her actually, like like two, like a day or two ago. So she'll 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 be here. The real Mike Gilbert. Who is the real Mike Gilbert? And I don't mean like, who are you inside, Mike Gilbert? (laughs) What's going on in there, Mike Gilbert? (laughs) I just mean, who is he? I've seen his name a few times, and for some reason I keep thinking of your cousin Emma Gilbert. That's probably not even her. No, that's her married name, right? Isn't her husband's name Mike? Her last name is Gilbert, but I don't remember her husband's name. I like them. I haven't seen them in years. Yeah, they have two, two little kids now. Three, oh, wow. Three Riches says Alcantara is eh. I like suede. I mean, I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you. Although, that thing I just told you about suede, that doesn't work. <laughs> that does not work at all. <laughs> if yeah. you've ever seen that episode of Seinfeld and that jacket. You can't get that suede wet. When I was a kid, you couldn't. There's probably ways to protect it now, but I, I wouldn't call it a wearable item. Not lady stuff. No way. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, all right. So let's do an East Coast feed, right? Fire that up. And uh, we're going to check in with Danbury Chive over here at Ridgefield BMW. Roll it, Al. Mr. and Mrs. Ryan. East Coast feed coming to you live from work. Look, we have three series here. So uh, this guy said that uh, he didn't like the way we overtorqued his wheels last time it was in. He was being a bit of a bitch. And he said he didn't come back for three years because we just fucked things up, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so Andy here is working on the car. And um, Andy, there's a squeaking coming from the front brakes, correct? Yeah, definitely. And why are they squeaking from the point. front brakes? Can we talk about it? Uh, uh, I, think, I think the mouse got in there and he started squeaking. Oh, let's take a look. Oh, you know, there he is. Temporarily. There's the mouse. There is no uh, mouse left. He's in, in and around the caliper area making a squeaking noise. So m- mice do squeak. That's a thing. And when they get jammed in your wheel, they also squeak worse. Wouldn't you agree? Definitely. I would. Anyway, that's it. That's fun from the work today. East Coast feed coming live from the shop. Love you guys. Ooh. Oh, so Ooh. Yeah, okay. So gross. It's always the guy who's like, you screwed it up last time. I laughed Not you live in the country so and there's a critter hard. in your machine. I laughed so hard when he talked. I like whenever there's a, what, there was one when there was a smell or something they couldn't figure it out, and I don't know, there's just been so many things. If you, if this is your first time seeing an East Coast feed, this is the If It's Your First Time show, everybody. If it's your first time (laughs) seeing an East Coast feed, uh, uh, that's my uh, childhood buddy, uh, uh, Steve Kaz, Danbury Chive, but he works at... uh, Richfield BMW and whenever there's something interesting or unique coming through the shop he'll send it to us we've seen 
cars that were filled with, I can't explain this one, maybe a prank, I don't know, cars that were filled with dog food, like kibble? <laughs> I mean, everywhere, like down in the wires, and like the car was totaled because it was filled with kibble, because there was no way <laughs> What a what a crazy problem. <laughs> I'm just thinking, you know, it's got it's food and it's got oil in it. I mean, you'd have to you'd have to you'd have to <laughs> There's no way to Sucks. clean that. And then there was the other one with the maggots. There was somebody there was maggots in the wire harnesses and stuff because, you know, someone's whatever food down there from God knows how many years. Oh, yeah, there's some stuff. There's tons of always oh, squirrel uh, nuts and things scroll away <laughs> oh god it's hilarious and then there's car there's genuine car problems too though the bmw that had the shredded drive shaft i had never seen that before that was amazing it looked like it looked like polyo string cheese <laughs> that's probably a dated reference when i was a kid there was polyo string cheese <laughs> When I was a kid, there was different strokes and facts of life. <laughs> My wife reminded me of Tootie, which is why I love her. Is that true? I used to love Tootie. I had a she crush was... on Tootie. I had a crush on Tootie growing up like nobody's business. No kidding. I had a crush. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I had a crush on Joe, who I think she was yeah. the definitely the tomboy. I, I don't know. Did we... I think she dated boys on the show. She wasn't they, an implied lesbian, right? There were no out lesbians on television no, no, no. back she then. Did, she no. definitely dated boys. Okay, but I always liked Joe. I always liked that kind of, she was pretty, but she didn't have to do anything about it. Yeah, I get that too. But Tootie had my heart. Uh, what was it? The braces? <laughs> um, she was always getting into I liked trouble. Her, I liked her pre-braces uh, and post-braces and braces for that matter. I always liked her. So uh, do you like had, the actress Kim Fields? It was a smile. Ooh, sorry. Do you like the uh, actress yeah. Kim Fields? Sure. Yeah. Um, but the delightfulness that Tootie had with the smile and she was laughing and all that kind of stuff. She was just a very happy, happy gal. And I like happy gals. She was. Tootie kind of just sort of bopped around, didn't she? She kind of didn't really get involved in the stuff. I mean, it would happen. She'd have her storylines where she was uh, involved in stuff. But she kind of just, you're right. There was kind of a very light air about her. Blair I call my wife Tootie all the time. Yes. You know, there was always kind of baggage with Blair. She was the pretty one. <laughs> the, the pretty rich girl. Oh, man. I have, I, see, I made one quick joke, and you get the reference, and then you send me down memory lane. This is why you're a good interviewer. Wow. Um, your wife, Candy, is lovely. It was great to talk to you guys the other night. Yeah. Yeah, that how, was great. How are things going with HeCast while I decide what to do next? Uh, well, I think you're segueing into what's happening here. It's, we've got a, a member of the uh, the motorcycle gang, the Sons of Anarchy, coming on the show in a, in a week or so. So we're boning up, doing a little bit of research on that together. Uh, oh, I love he comes it. On board, yeah. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Isn't it? He gets going when, great. Isn't it fun when you can like watch a movie for for work? <laughs> it's really it's weird when you have to. Oh, I got to watch the season of this TV show this weekend because because of this. That's really a uh, it always felt weird when I would have to leave something to go to a screening that people couldn't go to. Like, the movie wouldn't be out for, like, eight months. Mm -hmm. And I was like, see you later. <laughs> and, then, and, and, and then what did they do? 
whoever you left. You don't know. You went to the screening. Did they think you were a jerk? Probably. No, it was work. It was. We all did things like that, but I don't. I probably wasn't nice about it at all. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um. Well, that's great, man. I mean, Sons of Anarchy. I, I never saw it. It's just so that's not my great. type of show. Uh, which is not fair to say because I haven't seen it, and it's like totally. You know what I mean? I'm aware of that. It's just, it's so far down in the queue of things to get to. We tried to, it's that and Walking Dead that we're on at the same time. And maybe one other one, they were, they were, they were just huge at the time. And everyone's like, you have to watch these. And we totally watched the first episode of all of them. We were like, I mean, it's not that it's not good. I just don't care, you know. Such a it's, ye- it's, uh, it's Yellowstone on motorcycles. But is Yellowstone good? <laughs> oh, Yellowstone is sublime. It is. Okay. We haven't started it oh, yet. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't oh, say. Oh, yeah. It. Started it. Turned it off. <laughs> what about, did you do the Outer Range, which I thought was like Yellowstone, and it turns out to not at all be like Yellowstone? We have not done the Outer Range. I'm not okay. even familiar. That one hasn't even hit my radar. Oh, no, really? It's, it's nope. Josh Brolin. Oh, I, w- I would recommend it because I think that you, of all people, would like it. I think it's right up your alley. Uh, it's uh, Josh Brolin, and you can look it up whenever. I think it's Amazon Prime. Excellent. I love it. But, me but I, I do on. recommend it. We, 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 yeah. You don't really know what to make of it. It's a, it's one of those kind of, <laughs> it seems like it's one kind of show. And then within about five minutes, you go, what the, f- it's not that kind of show at all. I got to do some more research yeah. before I come back to this. <laughs> Going in with a really kind of open mind is the best advice because you never know what can happen on that show. It's probably good advice awesome. for life, but that's, tough for us all to do sometimes it's hard and a lot of things get explained before they're ready to be so it's like it already pitted all shit into a category so this show really breaks the mold of like don't judge a book by its cover did you ever this is i'm switching gears here completely but on the, along these same lines did you ever watch um chuck or did, did you ever work with zach levy or levi I'm no, but I met him, but no, I did not. Or, we definitely met him. We used to go to his co- a comic book uh, party. It's not a comic book party, his comic con party. At Comic Con, yeah. but yeah, no, I didn't work with him. Um, he was on, I was at this Avance thing at the Peterson the other night, and uh, that girl, Lindsay, who may or may not be here right now. Lindsay, if you're here, hello. Um, she said that I reminded her very, very much. She, she said she, she didn't want to tell me because she figured I got this all the time, and I was probably sick of hearing it. Never happened ever. She said that I looked like and sounded like Zach Levy, or Levi, depending on how you say his name, the guy from Chuck. And uh, she, she, he said, she said he was just on Joe Rogan, and everything he was saying was the same stuff, even. And sure, shit, I, I put it on, and I can't say that I look or sound like Zach Levi. Maybe, maybe we, maybe there's something. You know what? He was doing a lot of this, so yeah, I guess a lot of free thinking. <clears throat> But everything he was saying was like what we talk about on this show. And even Joe Rogan wasn't having it. He was like, I don't know. It sounds a little kind of, uh, you know. <laughs> He's like, I don't think so. Anytime somebody starts staying manifest, you know. He's like, and the energy. <laughs> my, my spidey sense uh, creeps up. But Zach didn't back down. And uh, I don't know. He's, he's definitely on the right page with things for whatever my universal download is. So I was curious 
if I, I, I want <laughs> all of this to say, I want to invite him here, but I, I, uh, I'm, I didn't want to do it cold if you knew him, and now you don't, so yeah. it'll have to do it cold. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you start get having him on these the meetings show. before the show. <laughs> what? <laughs> I said I hope you get him on the show. That's Shazam, man. <laughs> oh wait, right? Wait, not the. <laughs> It's crazy how the world works. Wait, so that's right. He's that's how, where you got your name, your your screen name from. Well, no. I love Shazam since I was a little kid, but I love Zachary Levi's portrayal of Shazam and Billy Batson. I love him. So Shazam's a character like Batman, and then Zach Levi played him yes, once, sir. like Val Kilmer. Sorry. Yes, sir. And the second the second movie's about to come out. Oh, for real? Oh, okay. Jeez. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's year. doing the talk show. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Except he was not talking about the movie. He's got a great story about uh, persistence um, because there was a, I forget which Marvel movie it was that he was like second in line for and, and he missed it. I think one of the Chris's got it, I think. And, mm. um, and, and anyway, but, but Shazam is one of his favorite superheroes and, and, and just, yeah, he's got a very cool story of persistence, how he kept trying and trying and trying and he finally landed this role and it was a huge, huge, personal life goal for him and i just i love his story he definitely definitely believes in 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 all the the manifesting of the universe and things like that and and uh is uh it's he's been blessed many times because of it he seems to have more than one um reference as well some people kind of they kind of have one sort of phrase that they go to every time to sort of make their point or sort of uh it's hard to describe what I mean, but he didn't just show up going, I watched this YouTube video and it's really great. I mean, he was well-versed in his opinions and his beliefs. And maybe that's what it is. He actually believes all this stuff hardcore, which then, of course, it just comes out of you. Right. Wild. Wild. Yep. Wild. Wild. Um, <laughs> I have to... <laughs> There's so many things. Can we talk briefly about Tony Dow? Tony Dow, uh, Wally from Leave It to Beaver, huge friend to the car community in Los Angeles. Uh, it was posted earlier today that he died, and I then jumped on and said, oh, so sorry, because we've met up at Malibu, and he's very good friends with our good friend Fireball Tim. So I posted about it saying, oh, so sorry, the whole thing. Okay, well, Tim got back to me right before the show saying, uh, thanks so much, obviously. However, he's not gone. <laughs> Oh, that's a special kind of awkward. It's, um, no, it is. Well, I mean, I'm happy to be on the inside and find out from a friend that he's not gone, but it seems that there's a mix-up, but he is on, like, hospice or whatever. So I, I posted prematurely, oh. but a lot of love, thoughts, and prayers. I don't know what you're supposed to say to somebody who's in hospice and, you know, things aren't looking good. But this guy was very nice. He's a classic uh, actor from the, you know, sitcoms from when we were growing up, the freaking Leave it to Beaver. My God. It was Nick at Night for me, but I know my parents grew up with it. Um, and he's a really nice guy. So, and a friend uh, to friends of ours. I just want to... <laughs> also, it's not a redaction. It's just kind of one of a... I wanted to let everybody know <laughs> what I know. Uh, car history is always fun, too. What was your first car? Where did you learn to drive on? What did you learn to drive on and crash, etc.? Well, these are good. Are you asking me? Are you asking us? Because these we can are all uh, what would you like to see answers? No, I know that, but oh, sorry. 
No, 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 it's okay. I appreciate the help. Uh, I guess my point is I'm trying to show it to them. I'm trying to answer them now. So uh, my, my first car was a Honda Accord. Honda Accord hatchback, 1987. It had 100,000 miles on it, 100 something thousand miles on it, 120, and I probably sold it with 150 or 60. Uh, hatchback, <laughs> DX, zero options, no AC. Uh, we put a radio in it. <laughs> it had a one aftermarket option, it had a pop up uh, sunroof, glass, totally leaked. Of course, they all did. And not a manual. I mentioned manual because there was no options and uh, roll up windows. It was not a great car in that, like, oh man, you wouldn't get any cool attention with it, or you wouldn't get up the mountain in style, or whatever. But uh, Honda, reliable transportation, totally. When you were a kid, that's the yeah, most important. Totally, totally. And I was so grateful to have it because it was a car. It was freedom. Yeah. Nowadays, kids don't care about the cars because they have the freedom. They have access out of the house with their pads and their pods and their That's a really iPhones. good point. When I we were kids, we didn't have that. to get out. Yes. Go hear somebody else but your parents yeah. for a little bit. Anything. <laughs> and what three tapes am I going to bring with me for this adventure? Because the three tapes you decide to bring are important. What a great point. <laughs> yes, the music along the journey is a great point. Later on, it was the, the, those... Uh, <laughs> the 87, it would have been cassettes, and it for sure it was cassettes, but I owned it in the 90s, so it was those CD <laughs> binders, the CD binders with oh, all yeah. the sleeves. I had those. What a disaster. If you didn't zip it up and you took a turn, it would have... Bye. <laughs> Don't ever like, you know, throw it on the back seat because you just for a second, oh, you got something to play oh. at the pool and then you threw it back in the car. One fucking turn. Woo. I did that. It was the worst. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Shazam, Mike. Good I couldn't point. afford a CD player for my car. And so um, I bought the Discman. Yeah, that's what I did. The Discman had the thing that came out of the uh, earphone jack and you put the cassette in the, the cassette player. That's yeah. it. <laughs> So it's so stupid. The car thinks was. it's playing a cassette. The thing actually whines and everything. And then somehow yeah. you're sending a digital signal to the heads, yeah. the fake head on the thing. Oh. That's At totally what I had. The greatest buddy. life hack in history. I mean, what were you listening on to that on, on that rig? Because I could embarrass the hell Millie out of Vanilli? myself right now. Millie Vanilli. No, I'll, I'll do it myself. Millie Vanilli for sure. I no, I wasn't going to embarrass you. I'll embarrass myself. All right, oh. Spice Girls. Okay. Take that. Oh, there you go. All right. Yeah, you win. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, oh, I can't talk. I'm not even no, try. no, I got nothing. <laughs> it was a great album. Everyone's making fun of me. <laughs> I play. Okay, here. Okay, here's a little inside baseball. When I go and play the music at the baseball games, um, I uh, I play female artists when the opposing team comes up. Every time they do their walk up music to come up and bat, and one of the things that I do is like, you know, I'm all about that bass. I like to get the audience laughing, right? Yeah. And one of the songs I play, I have three Spice Girl songs actually that are in that rotation from that album. So there, there you go. Uh, well, there was only the one album, right? So the, and it was only probably ten or eleven songs. So what are the? So, well, I'll tell you what I want. What I really, really want, probably of course. Yeah, right? wanna be. Uh, wanna um, be the uh, um, spice up. No, spice up your life. Power okay. of the world. Da, 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 oh, that's da, a good da, da, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the introduction to the Spice Girls. <laughs> yeah. 
anyways, the audience laughs like crazy. Uh, and I hopefully am getting a little bit under the skin of these uh, semi-pro ball players. Do they get so the audience gets the joke? That must be very rewarding. Oh, I play to the audience all the time. I do whatever I can. When our pitcher hits a guy, they get hit me with your best shot by Pet Benatar. And then <laughs> when their pitcher hit uh, hits us, it's the major league version of Wild Thing, of course. You really uh, um you're doing the how you're doing your job like Hal would. You're you're adding yes. your personality to the to the craft. I love that to the trade. Yeah, it's uh it is a lot of fun to do it and even if one person gets the joke, I'm a happy guy. Can you are you I don't know what the 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 setup physically is there. You know, I'm assuming you're in a booth or something probably, right? Are you yeah. close enough that you can see the crowd's reactions? You can tell what they're what they're if they're responding or not, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, right underneath the window of where we are, we're above, uh, you know, home plate. It's like amazing, and the very top of where the season ticket holders sit are there, and the window's wide open, so we're hearing them laughing oh, and stuff. Perfect. So if, if a foul ball goes out and we play like glass breaking or something like that, they they laugh and they eat it up. It's lovely. That one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I said, you're throwing your personality in. I love it. Um, what was your first car, Mike? 1987. Right on. Uh, Dodge Dakota. Was Five the, speed. Dakota was the cab. truck, right? Pickup truck? That was the truck. Little pickup truck. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yep. That was my very first vehicle. Five speed. Um, I, all my cars were standard. The first three, four vehicles I owned were all standard. I love standards. Um, why? And it had no air conditioning. I want to see if it's similar why to me. Why, why do you prefer manual? Yeah. Me, I do too. I enjoy being part of the driving experience more. I feel like I'm part of the driving experience more when I'm shifting the gears. I love, 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 love the sta owning a standard. I totally agree with you. But did you get influenced anywhere or from any place that you're aware of? To, to mm. do, Or was it simply when you started driving, you took to this, I prefer this over the other? It's that. Yeah. Okay. Just automatically enjoyed the standard. Back to the Future for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. It was Back to the Future. I, that to me was that driving. I understood. They just they shot all of that stuff so well. It was probably all second unit. It's probably not Michael J. Fox. <clears throat> but all of mm -hmm. that stuff was shot so well that they showed you the physics of how to drive a damn car. So it that movie, that parking lot scene in the mall parking lot yeah. where he's running from the Libyans. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if these bastards, <laughs> bastards can do 90. <laughs> That is the Absolutely. scene that taught me how to drive simply because I had the brain that could understand the physics of, oh, this does that, this does that. I got it. Airwolf taught me how to fly a helicopter. I know that sounds crazy, <laughs> but I understand how to. Same, same way, same reasons, right? They were good at illustrating sure. how. Uh, so when I was like 14 or 15, I taught my girlfriend how to drive <laughs> stick in their Ford. What's the Ford? It was not a Focus back then. It was before the Focus. Taurus. The no, before the Taurus, the small one. Before the Focus, it was the... Uh, the Escort. The little, that's it, the little wedge shitbox. <laughs> it was a little Ford Escort. Uh, and uh, and, and, I, and we went to some industrial park, and I totally... You know, I drove us there because I knew how from the thing, even though it was my first time doing it. I was like, oh, this, oh look at that, it works, totally works. <laughs> and because it worked all the way over there. And, you know, I, of course, bullshit. You know, I told the mother, oh, yeah, no, I know. I'll just take her, no problem. And, and and luckily it worked out, but man, god damn, it's hilarious. I forgot all about that. So funny. Sorry, man. Memory lane is. You should really just call the show Jay's Memories. <laughs> <laughs> Reminiscing with Jay. 
Nicole, what was your first car? I got a Saturn shortly after my 16th birthday, but I learned to drive on Toyotas. A, red, a, a rusty one and a blue one that you had to... My dad had broken the handle, so you had to put the handle in a certain way, or you couldn't get in. <laughs> couldn't kill those old Toyotas. I love all of the home fixes we all had for used cars. You know, the things either our parents did or some someone did along the way. That's funny. Toyotas were both stick. The uh, the Saturn wasn't was it bought for you or was it the family had it and then it became yours when you uh, got your license or whatever? It was bought for me. Oh, I wow. wanted a neon, but it, oh, that's right. <laughs> the Saturn was bought <laughs> used story. for me later. I forgot the story. That's right. There's so many. She's got a million stories of like her and her parents like they're doing blah 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 <laughs> hey you guys do you want to have some input here yes i do i just want this one thing and then that one thing doesn't get done it's very very cool. sounds like the same type of thing i just want a neon we're getting used car uh, make it a neon okay sure that's easy enough here's your saturn <laughs> uh i remember driving that car the first the first year that i met you and that we went home to visit it would have been 2010 i guess the end of 2010 december 2010 and we totally drove in that car, and there was not much left of it. I mean, no. if you know Saturns are plastic anyway, so when you put them in cold environments, or hot environments for that matter, but really much worse in cold, for a very long time, all of those polymer panels dry out and become brittle and everything else. Whatever. So like, if you, what used to be like, here, let me demonstrate how this just pops right back out. <laughs> it eventually will just turn into like a window, and you're just like, Psh, oh, great. Well, there's a hole in that now. Oh. And there were a handful of holes with duct tape. And I'm not above any of those fixes or whatever. It's just the nature of a Saturn. Yeah. Neons were metal. <laughs> yes. The plastic broke and it was just like a hole. That's how it goes. My 11-year-old daughter has already called dibs on my 89 Toyota van. Oh, that's awesome. There is hope for the future. I agree, Model Citizen Diecast. Two become one, total banger. Oh, yeah. Such a good song. That's a back shout out to uh, the Spice Girls, everybody. <laughs> to become one. That's in a, a movie. That's the other one. Yeah. That's the <laughs> other one I put there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so embarrassed that I know it all. I really do. I mean, and, and I really do like that album. It's genuinely good. Um, not all the songs are good, but like it, it, for the time, it was so well produced. And I had this conversation with Christian James Hand, a fellow who knows music. If you don't know who that is, look him up. This guy literally deconstructs music for a living, uh, and he totally agrees. It's like that album's fucking great. <laughs> That's a fucking great album. <laughs> don't let anybody tell you otherwise. I listened to it over and over and over. <laughs> it was good. I was in the school dance competition with one of those songs oh yeah yeah that makes sense because it would have been like i was probably just out of high school and you would have been like junior or senior or something like that yeah yeah was it like a, a, a what do you call it a talent show yeah yeah Every, there's no talent in those high school talent shows you ever notice that there's like one girl who can sing one kid who can play the piano and a bunch of people just farting around i could dance and choreograph and no one else could do anything so they just I don't want to. I don't want to poo-poo the trying because, like, I enjoy. I enjoy the talent. Talent shows are one of my favorite things, but 
you don't often get the talent in a talent show. The people who have the talent have shows. <laughs> they don't have to go to a talent show. They do real things. <laughs> yeah, real shows. Um, Three fifty six mamas here. Taryn Wander. Tara. Taryn Wanderer. <clears throat> That's right. Andrew Ursillo is here. So the hope on the Aston, we're going to drive the hell out of it for this week. But the hope is that um, you know, after turning it off and the car going to sleep, the computer going to sleep, uh, hopefully it'll like you know reboot itself and whatever. It's not the car's issue. I've had this same thing happen to BMWs and really anything with one of those infotainment brains. It's kind of like the things we do here. It just takes one one or zero to be like, and then everything's. <laughs> <laughs> Everything becomes, did you mean, did you mean, did you mean? <laughs> I've been meaning to ask you, what's been going on with your TPS reports? You know? <laughs> Didn't you get that memo? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, Tony Dow, that's a bummer. It's a bummer. It's a bummer because it's, it's going to be goodbye to him one way or the other. And, and the fact that it is drawn out and it's not – it's like it just sucks. It sucks for the family. It sucks for everything. And then I don't know where the thing came from. Like did TMZ do it or did some publicist like write the thing and jump the gun? And I read that it was a manager and the family like put out incorrect information. Yeah. But then – yeah, whatever. And they're not there I guess. I don't know. Uh, 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 Fireball said – uh, it's a long story for another day, maybe on the show. And I, I said, sure. It'll be good to see him again. Yeah, he, we've been meaning to have him back anyway, but, I mean, that's kind of a, you know, he, remember he was going to come back, he was going to have Tony on the show. He was going to come back with Tony. Oh, right. At one point. So, I, you know, I, we won't hold him to that. Right. <laughs> he can come back without Tony. Right. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. Oh, man. Uh, the weekend. The weekend. Energetically, the weekend was kind of a roller coaster here. I know at the end we're talking about the weekend. What, what, how did you feel after Thursday? I don't want to get emotional or anything, but, I mean, are you okay and everything? I just want everyone else to know. I watched it back. It got really dark, and I needed apparently to get out of my system. But it was Purge. a good slap in the face of, like, no one needs to put that out. Certainly not me. I don't need to feel it, and I don't need to share it. I don't want to. Well, but the pur- I think the purge part, you letting you letting loose. I mean, I think you talking and stuff is really good. Well, how it came out kind of dark, like you said, and on the show, maybe not so great, but whatever. But you having the release, I think, is probably good. It's so good, and I've learned so much about what's happening because this is different all the time. But I, I don't have anyone to talk about that show with, like what this is, because it's different all the time. So it's literally something I think about all the time because I have to navigate it all the time. But I Great. feel better now, calmer. Yeah. You can see it. You can see it in your face. I mean, it's... <laughs> you you had something to say before, <laughs> you know what I mean that time, and then so it was gonna come out, and th- now you just seem like present and fine. It was a good rem- reminder to watch everything. Yeah, that's tough. Oh, self awareness. Yeah, know? yeah, that's hard. We're all so imperfect. That's a lot of the Zach Levy stuff. Levi, it, guys, correct me here. Is it Levy or Levi? So I can stop this Levy Levi thing. Is there a right way? Do you know, Mike? 
I've heard. Levi, I always went with Zach Levi. Levi, so d- d- like the jeans. That's so I'll what stop I always went with. No, hold on. That's that's what I've always gone with. I'm gonna, but I'm gonna do that too. Then Levi. at least then we're all on we're all on the same page. That's what I've heard. Yeah. That's well. Now I can't remember, but I was referencing him again, and and oh yeah, everybody's perfect. His whole thing is everybody's perfect. You just gotta you know you gotta kind of learn to love and and figure out that nobody's gonna be like you. We're all damaged. Even the most perfect. Whatever you could possibly think someone, uh, uh, whether their childhood or whatever, it, everybody has stuff. And I don't know, it's a great equalizer if you believe that. Uh, in the meantime, cars, cars, cars. Who, do, who loves talking about car insurance? This guy. Seriously, I'm grateful to talk about car insurance. In this case, St. Clair Insurance. They say all which separates men and boys is the coverage for their toys. I am talking tonight about coverage for your Collector car toys or your chainsaw collection or anything of value, anything you need insurance for. If you've got a business, if you've got a, uh, a foundation, a charity, um, we're going to be doing some things in the future that's going to require more insurance. And we are going to be dealing with St. Clair. Um, they're licensed in most states and St. Clair Insurance shops top providers. So you get the best coverage for your toys. Simply check them out by going to the Internet and typing in the www. And going to coverageforyourtoys.com. 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 And while you are on the internet, Series 1 Films is more than just films. They can set you up with effective marketing solutions, excuse me, solutions like press releases on major news sites, scale your rank on Google, and produce cinematic content for your automotive brand or business. Series1films.com. 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 And here's a quick little 30-second video. I don't even think it's that long of Good Vibes. Exactly. 30 Jay, can I share with you a fantasy? I'd love it. I mean, well, I okay, have... let's, let's start it. And if I pull the plug, just don't. <laughs> That's fair. No, I let's have hear it. Been, I have been uh, the past few weeks like visualizing and just, just when I have a moment going off and thinking about taking my car, how it would be to transport it to L.A., just the whole logistics of how the hell do you do that, and then doing my car down there. And, 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 and after driving it a few miles and stuff to break it in and all that, taking it up to good vibes, I want to do that so badly that my mind continually puts that picture in my head. I love good vibes. It's such an awesome place. And I want to somehow, some way, make my car a part of that experience. It's uh, before I die. I love it so much. Oh, man. That's beautiful. That's uh, but I'd say that awesome. you should just make that a plan. Yes. Because I think that yes. doing your car or having your car done in Los Angeles or the greater Los Angeles area makes a lot of sense. Some of the best it does. car people who do that type of work. I mean, there's people, great people everywhere, but there's a great concentration here. And then, like you said, 
it's like you're doing European delivery. You know, you, you, you buy the Porsche and then you have it <laughs> delivered uh, uh, at the factory and then you go drive it there on the Nürburgring and the Autobahn and get that whole experience. Yeah, I think that's what it would be like, except cooler. And we would love to have because, you. Because, yeah, yeah. I'd, 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 do, I'd go two or three weeks in a row. Yeah, I love good vibes. Just the idea of going up there with my car just makes me short circuit in my head with, with joy of possibility. Yeah. The, the car that we drove in today would probably be more similar to the ride that you, that, that, that you would have uh, driving your special automobile. Remind everybody what it is real quick. I own a 1990 Mercedes-Benz SL60. Which is a so special car because? Yeah, so uh, this is before AMG owned it, owned Mercedes. AMG would just take, that was the first year of that model, the R129, and they would just buy them, take them off the assembly line. Um, they would bore the engine out from a 5-liter V8, used to be called an SL500, to a 6-liter V8. Uh, do the suspension, put the sway bar on, lower it, do their things that they do. And then they would cleverly rename it an SL60 AMG. And that's the first year of that car. So, yeah, so it's, cool. it's pretty rare. So stinking cool. And what color is yours? I, uh, oh, I think it's midnight blue is the, uh, is the Mercedes color. But it's a dark, 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 dark blue. On top of what color leather? Uh, black leather classy very classy yeah it's got the crazy apparently the the wheels on it are are, are uh, 2000 us a wheel um they're the the amg wheels with like the dozens of little rivets that go around the entire thing and the oh wow the flat yeah it's uh the wheels on it are really really cool um I, everything about that car is cool i love it so 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 much did you buy and, it because you knew what it was in the rarity or because you just loved this car you loved how it looked or something <laughs> Or both. Yeah, this is this is another one of those M universe things. Um, so I had a client. So the SL 500 of that year was always my very favorite car. They changed it when I was in grade 10 for the first time in 20 years. What the SL looked like, I fell in love with it. I remember that. Um, and me too. And yeah, it just just so great. And then, uh, I'm a few years into my financial practice and um, I meet this guy who is like for a first meeting and he's like the Mercedes, the former Mercedes Benz, something, something, something of Western Canada. And he's got like, like an old, uh, firebird that used to be a police car. And he's got some really weird cars. And I tell him, I said, Oh, Mercedes, that's awesome. The, uh, the nineties SL is my absolute dream car. It's my favorite thing in the world. And he just kind of looks at me and he goes, really? I'm like, yeah, he goes, come with me. And he takes me <laughs> to his garage and he, he's got an SL sitting there and I look at it immediately and I'm like, Oh, this is great. Wait, what, why is it? And I'm looking and he just has a smile on his face. Cause he immediately sees that I see the stance of the car is different and something. And it's got a weird, um, spoiler on it. Like SLs never had spoilers. And, and I'm looking at it going, what the hell is this car? And then he tells me about it. And, uh, a couple of years later, I went through my divorce is going through like a, I don't know, a hard time, just a sad time. And he goes, Hey, you want to buy my car? Like, <laughs> really? And I'm like, I don't know if I can afford it. He goes, no, nah, you can afford it. And he gave me, a, uh, he goes, just promise me you'll never sell it. Um, or unless you give me first right of refusal back. Yeah. That's that fair. summer I put it in a car show and I got offered $110,000 for it. <laughs> I said, no, nope, no, nope, not selling it. Never, not going to sell it. Um, so why do yeah. you want to restore it if it's that clean already? You just want it to be perfect. 
No, it needs. It's thirty years old. It needs. I need. I want to drop the engine. I want to replace all rubber inside you want to be the able to engine. Drive it, I want to uh, do every day. I, I want to be able to drive it every day, even though ironically I won't drive it every day. But I I will drive it a lot in the summer times, and 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 I want to take it. I want to take candy out to Vancouver in it and different places, and I just it needs to be done properly. You know, it's got one hundred and forty thousand kilometers on it, so it it needs to be it needs to be done. What's that translate to miles? Is that like a hundred? It's like eighty thousand. Uh, maybe one hundred and ten. One ten. Oh, maybe? it's closer than I thought. Oh, okay. All right. 100, 110, something like that. Well, then, yeah, I understand you wanting to do it. But, man, I can't wait. You do. <laughs> you told me everything you want to do. And it's like it's a high – it's a. It's not a uh, – it's a. It's an undertaking. undertaking. It's a commitment. Oh, yeah. I figure it's going to be fifty to 100,000, I think. But, you know, uh, it'll happen at some point. And, and we're going to somehow find a way to document it and put it on a show or do something with it because I, I'm yeah. not going to take that process and just let it – fall to the history books i'm going to document every little bit of it and smart i I was gonna say that's on tv watch it you're kind of getting into um i mean your association here and etc i feel like you you might make some connections along the way where perhaps you know you could soften that blow a little bit (laughs) won't that be fun yeah or like you know we're talking well whatever there are other cars that you know about that we're talking about doing and they would be like oh you'd make a tv show around doing this restoration or whatever uh, the same thing yes, could sir. be said of that. Like you, you, you could be an episode of somebody else's show, or you might have your own show where you're learning how to restore your car. All of the above sound delightful. <laughs> you can't believe he's living this life. I love how every single time it turns into like, <laughs> what the hell? Um, all right, let's see. Tony Dow. I didn't do. What are you watching? And I would have liked to have done it at the top, but you know, there were so many other things. Should we do what you're watching? Do you guys want to do what you're watching? I don't care. I think that's a good way to finish the show. We should do it? Okay. All right. I appreciate you producing, Mike, and you wanting to do it and everyone being in alignment. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, before we get to James Bond, which is obvious because of the Aston Martin connection, we started watching old car movies, like putting ourselves down the rabbit hole of old car movies. We started with Gumball. Do you guys remember Gumball? This is on the recommendation from our good friend Phil Morris. Uh, Gumball is about the Cannonball Run, and it's from the the '76, I think, which predates the movie The Cannonball Run, which surprised me quite a bit because I was like, I thought Cannonball Run was the movie about the Cannonball Run. The movie Gumball is really good, and it's really, it's. It, it's, it is Cannonball Run, just without the comedy. Right. I thought... So, basically, <laughs> the missus and I were picking up on the same stuff while we were watching this. We're like, boy, it's the same fucking thing, but it's... And then when we did the math with the age, we were like, well, wait a second. So, we think that what happened with us personally here is what happened with Spaceballs and... Young Frankenstein and a handful of others where we saw the parody <laughs> before the movie and had no idea that there was a movie. <laughs> totally not getting any of the references. And, and I feel so stupid. So many things. And knew it and loved it and watched the, the comedy over and over and over. Can quote the lines? Absolutely. And then I don't even know the freaking original source material. Pitiful, pitiful, Jay Ryan. Pitiful. So um, Gumball's great. Gumball is really, really great. The photography is awesome. It's totally period. Those cars, those sounds, you, everything but the smells. 
Um, it's available in HD in a lot of places. Totally go check it out. Highly recommend. <laughs> and it's like, Are you talking about Gumball or the Gumball Rally? The Gumball Rally. Sorry. Gumball Rally. Sorry. Gumball okay. Rally. My bad. There is a movie called Gumball, isn't there? Or they just say Gumball in the Gumball Rally. So the thing is, they all get this phone call, right? Who knows? You know, it's the 70s. <laughs> and, and then the phone goes, and then they just hear, Gumball. Like, and they, everybody drops what they're doing and then races off to go meet up with this Gumball uh, Leave crew. who they're with. Like... Yeah, business meeting, a date, yep. whatever. Peace out. Thank you for clarification, Mike. I really need you in person. Can you move to L.A.? Would that be possible? <laughs> you uh, keep me on well... point, man. <laughs> Hey, I think they remake that movie every ten years or so because there's can- there's Gumball Rally, there's Cannibal Run, and then remember Rat Race? Same premise, right? No, I think we're due for a new one, is what I'm saying. Maybe due for a new one, but and forgive me for <laughs> Rat Race is a loose remake of It's a Mad 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 World, which is my favorite. <gasps> oh yeah, of course. The original okay. is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, it's the pre- premise is almost the same, but again, there is a race across country, so sort of yes. For is sure. that the one? I think Cuba we're due for Gooding. a new one. Yeah, Cuba Gooding and and Mr. Bean and um, de, uh, <laughs> John Cleese. It's the movie is so not good. I'll watch it any time as a guilty <laughs> But Amy Smart's in it, and the guy you used to work with Kremolds, uh, not not Kremolds, <laughs> not not David Kremolds, the Ike something, Baron Holtz. Baron Holtz. Yeah, he's in it. Remember, he's got the pierced tongue, right? Uh, Seth Green. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. <laughs> But I'm a sucker for a road trip movie anyway, whether it's RV or uh, Meet the Millers. I love all those road trip movies. Those are both good. (laughs) The vacation movie, you know, Holiday Road. Vacation, yeah. Yeah. So good. Uh, So anyway, so Gumball Rally. And then we thought to ourselves, oh, okay. Oh, no, I don't think we said it to ourselves. I think we just did it. And then we realized it again. That's exactly what happened. So then after watching that one, we decided, all right, let's stay in this pocket. And let's put on Convoy. You know Convoy? Because her grandfather, both her grandfathers, were long-range yeah. truckers. Yeah. They, they were... 18-wheelers, uh-huh. yeah. like, all the time. They gone used to gone just, for They were while. gone forever, for weeks, but they would bring their cabs home for Christmas when I saw them, so I have pictures of the cabs. I love it. And uh, so we watched this Convoy movie, right? And Convoy is, if you remember, Chris Christopherson and... uh, I I know. I can't either. Anyway, the girl. It'll come to me in a second as I tell the story. And this one is all truckers and all truck stuff. And it's got like a rotten sheriff who they... It's basically the truckers against this rotten sheriff. And the sheriff's got a vendetta and the whole thing. And it's really, really great. The cast is fantastic. Allie McGraw. is that Allie McGraw? Yeah. And, uh, um, uh, and the sheriff is uh, uh, Ernest Borgnine from Ernest Airwolf. Ernest Borgnine. Yeah, Sant- Santini Air. And uh, basically, as we're watching this one, we get about halfway through, and I look at her, and I go, we just did the same thing again. This is Smokey and the Bandit. It's Smokey and the Bandit. But the serious one that, that they then made a comedy about. And I, 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 we felt so stupid. And it's not a, we shouldn't be stupid, just a product of another generation. But uh, it was very enlightening, and then it went made us go watch then Smoking the Bandit, which is a is a classic favorite. You too, yeah, you too, yeah, yeah. I'll that watch all three of them. Quite frankly, Trans-Am. the third one. Oh my god! Say it again. I bet Trans Am. Oh my god! And Jackie Gleason is so good. Again, there's a lot of stuff that's like uh, borderline racism and whatever else. But, <laughs> huh, I'm not okaying any of that, but 
the, the comedy is really, really good. And uh, like you said, the cars and the car stunts. It was all real back then. There's no CGI. They're really spinning cars around lots right. and everything. So good. So it's good. A different, it brings a different energy because there's real people that need to know how to do that. And the safety people that inherently know not to do shit. It's why that movie, another movie that's not really great, but I'll watch it every time, Gone in 60 Seconds, the Nicolas Cage later yep. one, mm-hmm. because the real guy is in the real car doing the real driving. There's a different authenticity that yep. it brings to the shots that aren't CGI, green screen, process trailer, all the things, all the tricks we're used to seeing in the movie business. It's like, wait, that's really, that's just a camera mounted on the car and Nicolas Cage just doing donuts and whipping around. And I feel that way watching shit when Dax drives. Like when you that's see, the same example, please go when you see real the people doing real things, it's like I don't know who some of the famous people are, but it's like I kudos, yeah, like that's a whole other level of that business, yeah, and you're right, Dax did that uh movie where he did i mean he probably always does his own driving, but the one that he directed with his wife in it too, and they shot part of it at his house, yeah. And part of it where we just were today with the Aston Martin at really? the, the halfway house uh, yeah. cafe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. And then Marconi, everybody. Um, I'm th- I believe after this weekend, the tickets will be on the site, I think. I think because it'll be a new month. And I think that's how it works. But Marconi uh, Museum, Cars and Comedy at the Marconi, 9-3. Very excited. We're building a show. There's a lot going on. <laughs> I'm getting nervous about it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. Uh, as the t- the clock ticks down, it's like, oh, it's you better get your ass in gear because like <laughs> shit fucking happening now. Luckily, there'll be a lot of other people there. It won't just be me. I <laughs> cannot you. wait. Me too. It'll be really great to have all of the people. It'll be great to do this for the people that we're doing it for, but like to actually see them. Yeah, I, I like this, and it's great, and I've been I'm grateful that we've been able to add it. Supposedly, we can multi-stream to Twitch as well at the same time now, which I'm going to investigate tomorrow. If that's the case, we could maybe go out to YouTube and Twitch and Instagram. I don't know. I don't know how any of it works, but we're working on it. Um, all right, Tony Dow, theoretically still alive, but thoughts and prayers. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> we love we love him sending out love. Uh, the Letterman Podcast this weekend has a great, great guest on Friday with Mr. Steve O'Donnell. Man, that's great. Congratulations. Yes, part one, part one of Steve O'Donnell. Part and one. um and gosh, I don't want to tease anything coming up on uh, you know, that we're working on because like there's a lot of stuff. And I don't want to open up a bag right now of things we can't really talk about. But And we stay would tuned. stay tuned, everybody. Stay tuned, everybody. Mike, what what do we say? There it is. More to come. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I love it. I love it. Uh, Thursday, back with Sean Bishop and maybe jump th- jumpsuits. Maybe wearing our jumpsuits. So you don't want to miss that. <laughs> and if we do bring the jump, if we do, if we, do, and if we do, and if we do, a little gone in Good Morning Vietnam, uh, I'm, I'm going to ask him to maybe bring a proton pack so we can look at that too. Ooh. That might be kind of cool. If he's going to, if he can't bring the, the car, but maybe he could bring a couple cool toys that we could play with here at the desk and look at. Remember yeah. last time he brought the Mr. Fusion, which now lives in the green room. I was I saw so much of that Ghostbusters stuff with you, and I didn't pay 
such close attention. Like, it's really neat. Because we had just met when Sean and I were doing, like, we're really active in that when we were filming L.A. Proper and that documentary and uh, doing all the Dan Aykroyd stuff with the car and everything. We had just met. And you're doing real stuff with real other actors and going to <laughs> places and doing this, Tonight Show this and Ellen that. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm going to go to my buddy's garage and we're going to build some movie props and um, and and they're going to put and they're going to somebody's going to make a movie about that too. <laughs> so there. <laughs> You're like, all right, have fun with all that. She didn't get it, man. And then one day I put the time machine in there. This is uh, uh, the first place that I ever knew you, your old apartment. I put the time machine in her old apartment right behind her Audi once, and it was us leaving at the same time. And some neighbor seeing it and being like, what the, that's the coolest <laughs> thing ever. She had to see other people's reactions before she even understood that it was remotely cool. She just thought I was some, that was part of me she had to hide from people. <laughs> no one around me got it. it was All of your people got it. That's the irony. It not at work. Like, oh, when, no, the, the, the artists would get it. Artists got it and loved it, but I wasn't around them during the day. So it was just like... Girls that went to drinks and wanted me to find a nice, successful guy in business. Well, I got this guy. He's got a DeLorean. Does that help? <laughs> and here I am singing your praises because I love you so much. And it, we, had, we have so much fun. And they didn't get it. So I <laughs> did not get it. <laughs> oh, the fun we've had. And it was Comic-Con this weekend. I saw. Yeah. Man, the old days. Oh, I didn't. Can you imagine being on the... We wouldn't have been able to do the show on Thursday because we would have been on the train Thursday morning on the way down there for the Thursday night parties. And oh my God, just too much. Too much. by 11. I could not go back. You're right about that. You're right about that because everyone would drink at the Union Station and then drink on the train and then... Everything. The there was car services way. everywhere. Nobody ever had to drive. No one drove, so you just drank all the time. And a lot of the people I was with were, they're genuine artists, so they didn't want to sell their stuff. So they were so uncomfortable. So ply them with booze, and they're better yes. to talk to press and people and situations that are overwhelming, like Comic-Con. It's hilarious. I mean, it, it's actually not funny. It's kind of sad, but it's it's interesting what we all do to get through it. Yeah, we all. Because I'm not dissimilar, and you're not dissimilar. We were all, we were all doing it. It wasn't just them. We all got through, and tried to have a good time while we did it. <sighs> Shout out to Comic Con. <laughs> Shout out to San Diego <laughs> Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, we we got to figure out a way to do this. Like, I, I I would love to, like, it would be so much work because I take so many damn pictures. But looking through old photo albums from back then, I mean, of us hanging out with the It's Always Sunny guys and the Mythbusters and all of your people from Adult Swim at the time, the whole Children's Hospital crew, which was a huge cast of funny people. It was like a... Uh, an ensemble of like 20 different wicked famous funny people and wicked funny famous people. Yeah. <laughs> Megan Mullally was like, you know, and, and Henry Winkler are like sort of BC characters. They came on late. Like the people that were really invested, like it was a good group. So good. All right. 
Um, I did see a couple things for what do you want to see here, and I made a couple notes myself for things that we learned along the way, so that's good. Um, Producer Mike, is there anything I'm missing? This was like a total no show. Thursday will be better. So. Thursday will be better, everybody. I'll have and, some Aston Martin well, stuff. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think this is a good show. It, it certainly wasn't a disaster show. This is a community <laughs> show, and I really, really liked it. <laughs> Sometimes we got to be mellow. Sometimes, sometimes the vibration's got to be here. Sometimes the vibration's up here. And then some, sometimes it's a disaster show. I don't mind that. Sometimes the disaster shows turn out to be great because something happens. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, oh, well, at least that's the one where great. something happens. Something like this, I have no idea what to write on the show. Well, we went on the air and I talked <laughs> some. Yeah. I've you know, been going you... through it a little bit here, too. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? This has been really been a catch-up. It's been a catch-up show, which I guess is sort of what yes. we said it would be. The catch-up show. That's Catching exactly up in the playset. Because yep. if we run out of things to do, it's time to start disassembling this place. <laughs> <laughs> and what if? Oh, we're never. No. <laughs> we'll never run out of things to do. <laughs> There's always something new. All right. Well, um, I love everybody. I love everybody. I uh, just want to say that the sound gremlins from a few months ago seem to all be worked out. Oh, thanks. A timely delivery. Appreciate that. Appreciate hey, that. that was cool. Yeah. I, I mean, that's very nice that you took the time to let us know that. Um, and that is it, right? I love you, producer Mike. I love you over here. <laughs> Nicole, I'm going to Mrs. Ryan. It sounds weird. <laughs> love to the Ryans from the Chisholms. <laughs> that sounds even weirder. So I, now it's all good. Everything's lovely. Uh, we love everybody at home. We love you on Instagram. And Nicole, please continue to inform us on your life and battle with MS. As someone who can't possibly understand, I appreciate hearing you be a badass warrior. Uh, a timely delivery. Mm. Will do. Yeah. Thanks. It's weird because, like, you don't know what this show is supposed to be. I really, It's cars. It's comedy. It's serious stuff. I mean, I, I really... <sighs> Does anybody have a, a good name for the show? Because <laughs> the moment we change it to Cars and Comedy, there's been less Cars and Comedy, I feel. <laughs> and meanwhile, we changed it to that because we were always doing nothing but Cars and Comedy. Oh, man. It's people who are not stuff. Nothing better than people who are not stuff. It's not an event. It's not a group drive. It's not a show. It's not a podcast. What the fuck is it? Shit. I love everybody. We're going to close up this whole CBS mailbag and figure out what the hell this show is. Uh, Chisholm, I love you. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. Tom Snyder is next. Good night, everybody. <laughs>